How y'all doing? I'm Paul Ryan, your host of the Across the Cowboys podcast. We are part of the Across the Board Sports family. As always, I want to give a big shout out to our listeners. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining us. And to our regular listeners, welcome back. You'll notice I said us. Some of you may know, some of you may not. This is not a one-man show. The brains of the operation, the best co-host in the world, is patiently waiting. My guy, Mike the Pig Crumb. Mike, how are you? I thought you were talking about our guest. Sorry, you said something about a smart person, and I was like, well, it ain't me. Well, Mike, there you go with that humility again. You know, I appreciate that. But, Mike, just remind everybody, where can we find you at on Twitter? At CD Piglet. Nice and easy, guys. And again, guys, I am Paul Ryan, and you can find me at on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. Uh, recently, Mike and I started and finished our new podcast series, Breaking Down the NFL, and last week, we announced a new series that we're starting today. Uh, Mike, and I, Mike and I thought it would be cool to have fans from the opposing teams that the Cowboys are playing come on the podcast to talk about their team, what their expectations are, and what they think is going to happen when they play the Cowboys. And thanks to you guys for helping us name the new series. And this is our debut episode of Offsides with Mike and Paul. Our first guest is the colleague and friend of ours. He is part of the ATB fantasy team and writing team who just so happens to be a Rams fan. And without further ado, let me introduce our friend, Daniel Martino. Daniel, how are you? I'm doing well. How is everybody doing today? Excited to be on air with you. You know, I won't lie. uh, Calling you Daniel is really weird, and it doesn't even sound right. Uh, Daniel, where can we find you on Twitter? I was going to say, Daniel, who's this guy? I I only get called that for business purposes. Come on. (laughs) Um, I'm actually on Twitter at Nuggy underscore Wuggy. And just so you know, it's IE at the end of both of those uh, names. Well, all right. Uh, Now that you've introduced yourself, I can start calling you Nugget again. Uh, Now, Nug, I'm not sure how often you listen to the show. But before we get started, there is one thing that we have to talk about. And what I'm referring to is Meatless Monday. So, Mike, I got to ask, what was on the menu today? Meatless Monday's terrible on holidays. I hate it so much. Everybody's barbecuing. It's Labor Day. And they're having pork chops and sausages and everything amazing. And I, uh, I'm having homemade pizza, which isn't bad. But, I mean, considering everyone gets to barbecue, you know, it's, it just isn't the same. Well, so I have to ask, is there a – I saw it on the show sheet, and I was like, what's up with this? I'm, I, I'm, I call myself a big carnivore. I'm a big meat guy. What, is there a certain reason you're meatless Monday, or is it more than Monday? Tell me about it. I am fat and unhealthy, and I have a lot of uh, health issues. <laughs> so I'm doing my best to, to do certain stuff. Like I try to do a, a Weight Watchers-type point system and – um Meatless Monday is just something that that is done. A lot of people do it, and I try to do it. It cuts out meat for the day. I don't drink soda for the day, and um, you know I'm 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 gonna pop in. I have these cauliflower crusts. I'm gonna pop them in. I made some homemade pizza sauce, some mozz, some sun dried tomatoes, some Calabrian chilies. So a normal day that would be really good, but today when it's barbecue and I want sausage and bacon wrapped stuff and pork chops and corn on the cut and all that stuff i can't have it so i'm I'm pretty bummed today about meatless monday mike i'm curious i've never had the uh cauliflower crust pizzas how are those they're good you know i i get them i can't make them i've tried a couple times they do not come out good but they have uh 
them available at this store in Fresno called Winko. And um, they're a tad expensive. They're like $3 compared to the normal whole wheat, like $1.59 pizza crust. But I get them because they're smaller. So it helps me contain what I eat because pizza, you stick pizza in front of me. It's hard, man. Like I want to go five, six slices deep. And the little cauliflower crust keeps me at a lower point pizza. And I get the, the craving, you know, uh, filled. I hear you. Uh, you know, you said you you uh, you made your own sauce. Is there what is the difference between a pizza sauce and a uh, you know a traditional marinara sauce? Uh, you know, typically there there's man, I can get into technically, but really you can make any type of tomato sauce, and it could be a pizza sauce. Uh, right. So don't like take too much into it, but like yes, there is a there is differences in pizza sauce tomato sauce, marinara sauce, depending on the veggies you use um, and uh, the thickness. And uh, uh, do you have meats in it, um, ragus and stuff? But as far as this goes, a fresh oregano, some San Marzano tomatoes, fennel or onion, depending on if you, uh, if you don't mind the fennel taste being in your sauce, because I like it, and, uh, and some garlic and some red chili flake you're done. Just get that in a pot, let it sweat down 20 minutes. You're good to go. Oh, that sounds pretty good. You, you know, you mentioned everybody was grilling and uh, because of the holiday. I'm curious, Negadi, are you going to fire up the grill at some point today? Do you have any special plans for the holiday? We're actually uh, going up to um, jump on some paddle boards up on uh, uh, my girlfriend's parents' boat, and we're taking our uh, puppy for the first time to come paddleboard with us. So awesome. we are, uh, oh, we are really excited for that because we want her to be a water dog. Yes. Very cool. Yeah, so that's great. But man. Pro- probably we might fire up the barbecue. We haven't really decided yet. It's kind of last minute for us. Yeah, I hear you. I know uh, here in Texas, obviously, brisket's a, a popular meat here, a popular thing to grill. So I'm sure uh, I-, I was uh, walking my dog earlier and I, I was starting to uh, smell people get started and. You know, I, I think I might have to go by my mom's and fire something up because uh, it just it doesn't feel right not grilling on Labor Day. Agreed. Man, oh, you're giving me some good ideas. But, hey, I hear you getting ready to get into it. But before we start, I actually want to throw out a little surprise out there, something new that just came onto my plate that I'm really excited for. Is it okay if I drop the news here, guys? Hell yeah. Of course. All right, so – I actually have decided that I'm going to be starting the newest across the board podcast. I've talked with uh, Chandler and I'm going to be starting the across the Rams podcast. And we guess we can call this my initiation until uh, to a specific team's podcast. And I'll be dropping my first episode later this week for the across the Rams. Awesome. Really man. excited for that. Well, hey, yeah. very cool. Yep. I am really excited. And you know, I've, um, don't want to spoil one of the questions, but I'm a big Rams fan and I want to really dig deeper into the team this year and see, uh, how I enjoy that. So I'm ready for, uh, with this new, uh, this new, um, job, I guess is going to entail. Welcome to the family, man. You got a subscriber here. I'll listen. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I will second that. You know, and I got want to say, I, um, 
since I started the podcast, you know, with Mike, man, my, my love for the Cowboys has somehow grown. You know, I've learned quite a bit from Mike, and uh, especially when you talk about the X's and O's and uh, defense and things like that. So, you know, you, you have something to look forward to because, um, you know, just when you think you might uh, – you can't love a team anymore, you, you'll see that that, that actually is, is not the truth. And, you know, that's what I'm really excited for. And I'm not going to lie, I've been a Rams fan for a while, and there's some times they want the best team out there. And that's actually why I got into fantasy football with my dad. And I want to really get into them because, I I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit, but I feel like they could have a good year this year. Well, you know, let's go ahead and get into it. Now, Nug, I know you're born and raised in California, but how long have you been a Rams fan? Well, since I came out of the womb, pretty much. I, there really wasn't a choice. My grandpa's a big Rams fan. My dad played some college ball. Um, actually, um, at uh, Fresno State, speaking of a uh, Fresno State guy, um, Mike, yes, I uh, just uh, – it's it wasn't – like, it wasn't an option. I, I've always teased him about, like, switching up uh, baseball teams with him. But um, a Rams fan, it was since, I mean, I came out of the womb. Ever since I started watching football, it's always been watching the Rams. So, Very cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, we've seen some turnover here with the Rams. Uh, Nug, I'm curious, what are your expectations for the Rams this season? Well, everybody knows this, but the biggest question mark is going to be that offensive line. Um, it's – it was bad last year, man. It's it's what happened to the Rams and why they couldn't – they weren't – Gurley was – of course, Gurley was hurt, but it's why they uh, they did so bad last year. I, I'm really happy uh, they signed that veteran again, Andrew Whitworth, to a little bit longer deal. It was cool watching him on uh, uh, Hard Knocks. I don't know if you guys caught it, but it was nice having that veteran presence. I think he could really uh, bolster that line again this year. But my biggest thing is, and you guys know this, is because I'm a huge McVay fan. Um, I talk about how I trust McVay, and I think he's going to do really well. He has done really well with the Rams, and he's going to keep on doing really well. And I don't know how much time I have for this, but I do kind of have a little story about why I'm such a McVay fan. Do do I have time to kind of go over it real quick? Yeah, man, I love McVay stories. Well, it's not a McVeigh story. It's somebody that reminds him me of a lot of McVeigh. So um, I played uh, high school football, and we had a coach. I mean, literally, if you would have put McVeigh and him side by side and you just gave my coach some more hair because he always buzzes it off, they would they they look they could look like brothers. But my coach was Rocha, and the year before he came to our high school team, we were zero and ten, like absolutely tape terrible he came out very high energy very crazy offensive mind just doing a whole bunch of things and really just turned our whole high school program around and I see a lot of um similarities between the two I just love that kind of coach that is going to be running around in practice is going to be doing drills I mean I saw on hard knocks that he was taking part in the drills with the players I love that and I think that's huge for the players and even at the college level because they see how all in their coaches and they see the kind of mindset he has and that's just that's just a big deal for me personally being somebody who played years ago I'm not going to say I have a lot of experience for my playing but playing in high school and seeing a coach like that I know what it can do to a team 
And I've seen what it's done to the Rams since McVay's taken over. Yeah, he's no. he's awesome. Sorry, Paul, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, you know, Nugget, that it's, it's cool that you mentioned that just because I remember uh, – Randy Moss, he was telling a story about his time with the uh, Patriots where um, he had a birthday party at the roller rink and he invited Bill Belichick. He didn't think that he'd show up. And sure enough, here comes Bill Belichick with his wife. They show up to his birthday party and he said that really meant a lot to him. And, uh, you know, I think it's important to see you, the players, see the coach kind of let loose a little bit, you know, kind of show their their human side, of, if you will. You know, so I can I can see how that would impact, you know, you and, and your your teammates back in high school, senior, you know, senior coaches do stuff like that. Like our coach running down the sidelines with us to run out and just getting all excited like that was it was it was fun. It I mean, during practice, I mean. Um, you know, this Mike being in the freaking heat in uh, the five, five, nine, it's a hundred degrees during practice and coaches getting pumped with us running with us as well. So it's just, um, I mean, it was awesome to see. Yeah, it's crazy. And in 2020 now, because of the fires and everything, almost nobody, uh, it's hard to even get in practices and times here in Fresno and schools, they cancel so much stuff because they're worried about the air. So, yeah, just um, just having somebody there to be like, you know, get you going is is enormous. Like you can't under undervalue how important that is. Exactly. I mean, hey, with football pads on a helmet in a hundred degree heat, you don't want to be there. No matter how much you love football, that is hell. But he made it fun and made it interesting. So I uh, give kudos to him uh, as much as I can. Before uh, before I turn this into another uh, anti Garrett uh, <laughs> rant, we know we know I could do that, and and we could do Jeff Fisher really if, if, since Nug's on. Mm-hmm. How about I move on to uh, another question I wanted to ask you? Is that cool? Yeah. All right. So I love the building blocks McVeigh got in the draft, but overall, how do you feel the Rams uh, stack up to that loaded division? now in 2020 you know I like to say it's the best division in football and I just I I worry I was looking at the schedule and I know we play each team twice and I was doing my projections when I was on the show sheet for how many how many wins I think they're gonna have and I just there is no easy game on the schedule this year and it's going to be tough, but I can see them coming out with second place in the division from what I'm seeing. And don't don't ask me who do I think is going to get first because I really think those those top three are going to be really up in the air for that um, for the NFC West this year. Yeah. Um, I think they made some good change, some good upgrades to make it happen because last year wasn't the best year. But I mean, I guess time will only tell. Well, we know. Um... We know they're they've got the three big guys on the D line. They got Aaron Donald, they got uh, Ashawn Robinson, and they got Brockers. Are you worried about mm-hmm. the edge rush though? No, I'm really not worried about the edge rush. And do you know why? Why? Because everybody's gonna have to double team freaking number ninety nine, and the other guy's gonna do great. Triple no, team. Real, triple team exactly. Realistically, I, I, I am a little worried, but I just feel that having number 99 on a defensive line, Aaron Donald, just really 
you focus so much on him and building the game plan to him because he can destroy a team that you sometimes focus a little less on the other players and you forget they're still pro athletes. They're still really good. They, they're still in the league. They're still starting on the offensive line. And sometimes it's just uh, you can't forget about them if you're going to double team or triple team Aaron Donald. Yep. And, you know, uh, Nugget, we, we mentioned earlier some turnover here with the Rams. And, you know, two big pieces on offense are, are on new teams. I'm talking about Todd Gurley and Brandon Cooks. I'm curious, do you think we'll still see the high-scoring offense with McGay, with McVay and, and Jared Goff that we've come accustomed to? I am sounding a lot like a homer now that I'm saying everything on air, but I just – how can we not see 600 temps for Jared Goff again this year? I mean, he's increased every single year um, in attempts. I think he had 640 attempts last year. So I think we're still going to see that high-flying, high-scoring offense. I mean, when you think about it, Gurley, as much as I love him, and I yes, I did buy my first Gurley jersey last year, which, I mean, obviously kind of sucks. That's brutal. How I know. It, I was like, oh, this is a great birthday present. Let's go grab a jersey. Ha, huh, I thought. But it's okay. I mean, he obviously had his problems. But you're replacing Gurley with a younger guy in Cam Akers. And when did we see Gurley have the majority of his success? It was early on in his career. Um, I know he was a he was a great player and still could be a great player. Um, with the Falcons, I do wish him all the best because I have a lot of respect for the guy, happy what he did for the Rams. But we also have to really think about it. How much of it was it Gurley or was it McVay and his um, his scheme and what they were doing with the Rams? We have to really take that into account. And I really think that they're going to be able to just plug in Cam Akers who has the experience running behind a questionable offensive line that we saw last year at Florida State. And as far as uh, Cooks, I mean, man, what is this? Is this his third team or his fourth? I don't, I don't know what it is with the guy, but how, have we ever seen a thousand consistent thousand yard receiver been traded so, or been on so many different teams? Yeah, I think it's his fourth, I believe. Yeah, it, it's crazy. That, that he moves so much. He's he's a weapon almost everywhere he goes, but he, he never stays on a team very often. And we don't you don't really hear a lot of bad things about him either. So I'm like, maybe it's just maybe he's just one of those guys that's gotta be moved along a lot. But um, I do have high hopes from him fantasy this year with uh, the Texans. But as far as leaving the team, I mean it's going to open up for two guys I am very high on this year of uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Um, as far as fantasy purposes on our show that Paul and I do, I have them in the top 15. I just, you know, I just, like I said, I'm a McVay fan. I think they're going to get him, get those two their own. They're going to feed them. They're going to feed them. And I think they're really going to do well. So I'm not too worried about Cooks leaving. Um, because I think this is going to leave room for Robert Woods and Cooper Cup to uh, go off this year. I have a, a lead-in that's going to lead right to another question, but I have to ask, what's the name of that fantasy show you guys are on again, and where can they find, it, find it? 
It is um I I'm gonna butcher the name right now. Oh my god. Paul um Paul. <laughs> please come save me right here. No, Nugget, you're on the spot. If you don't get the name right, you're off the show. <laughs> oh my god. I know the name too, and I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> no, I'm, oh my god, I was so nervous across the across the board fantasy show, right? I didn't <clears throat> oh my god. God, give me a second. No, no, give me a freaking second. What uh, am I doing wrong here? I mean, Mike, Mike, you're the you're the new you're the new co-host of the uh, of the. Uh, God. <laughs> I'm gonna. It's the ATB fantasy four. show. It is the ATB fantasy show. Yes, sir. I I just said the I just didn't break it down. I said the I said across the board fantasy show. Come on, that's that is I knew it. Leave me alone. I don't drink oh, enough, so I can't be I can't be a co-host. I don't have enough. Alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that that was embarrassing. You should have told me you were gonna plug it in there. Yeah, I snuck it <laughs> out. Hey, uh, going back to the offense though. Uh, uh, Last year, at about mid-season, uh, McVay switched to a two-tight-end prominent system on offense. My question is, with uh, the additions of Akers and Van Jefferson, do you think they stick to the two-tight-end, or do you think they revert back to three-wide? And which tight-end would you go with, say, fantasy, or who do you think is going to be their number one if they do revert back to the more three-wide receiver system? So... I'm all for the fact of if it's working as a Rams fan, use it. Yep. And you don't have to do it every time. But, you know, and so last year, what everybody was saying in the fantasy world, the Rams, you went up like 40% to the two tie in formation. That's going to change the value of Cooper Cup. I mean, he still, I mean, he did have a touchdown every week that they did that. But the thing, the thing I'm looking at there is, if it works, use it. You're still going to have two tight ends. You got rid of, you're still going to have two wide receivers on the field, but you are going to have um, – you got rid of one of the wide receivers. So, yeah, if you don't need to go a three-wide receiver every set, like that's that's fine. We were just talking about how they got rid of um, Brandon Cooks. Well, now you don't have another a third mouth to feed as much. And as far as um, – which one I think is going to be better. You know, I think that was answered when people started calling about um, – they started making calls about Everett. Hey, um, what are they going to offer them? And they did turn him down. But I think I just I'm – a, I'm a Higby fan this year. I, I, I can't see him being a huge fantasy tight end because I just – they don't – they haven't used the tight end in the past. But I think he could really still make some noise as far as a uh, tight end for real life purposes. Yep. Yeah, you know, I uh, it's hard to disagree with you there, Nugget. I'm I'm more of an Everett fan myself, but you know, I think that uh, that contract that Higby got in the offseason is very telling. You know, but while we're talking about the offense, though. You know, I know Van Jefferson, he was just announced as the starter. I'm curious, who do you think is going to score more fantasy points this season, Cam Akers or Van Jefferson? You know, along that with Van Jefferson being announced as the starter, Cam Akers was announced as the starter as well. And if we go back to 2015, the Rams drafted a running back and a receiver. Granted, it was a sixth-round 
receiver instead of earlier when they drafted Van Jefferson. But how in the Rams offense, what we see that as Gurley has done, how can you not go with a running back at least just more points in their first season? But mm-hmm. what we see, what what Gurley could have, what Gurley did, and what we think that Akers, if we can, if he can just plug in and have those same results, I mean, what he that's that's bringing the Rams back to what they were uh, two years ago. So I, I, I'm going with Cam Akers there. Well, I had uh, my question was actually going to be about Henderson or Akers, but since we know Akers is the starter. Does it worry you at all that Henderson, you know, has the year experience and is a young guy and uh, and had his troubles last year? And now Akers comes in and bam, he's the starter, even with this weird offseason and, and coming in as a rookie and taking his spot. Does it worry you about what that says about Henderson? Well, first of all, I do want to really point out that says a lot to me about Akers when the craziness of this year and you still manage to beat out the um, person with more experience. It does worry me about Hender. It, it worries me about Henderson though, because you know, I was, why they, they have Gurley last year. Why are they going to spend another pick on a running back? Not that it went to waste. I just, I, I wish you would have gone a different route, especially picking running backs two years in a row. But Fantasy people are going to hate this, and as a big fantasy guy, I hate it as well. But it makes a lot of sense to do running back by committee. I'm not saying Henderson's not going to get a lot of work, but I'd rather have Henderson take 80% less snaps than a bell cow and be 100%. Sorry, I'd rather have Akers take 80% less snaps, 70% less snaps than a bell cow and be 100% for those snaps and having Henderson come in and fill in for some of those snaps. I just, I think they could be used very well together, but I'm having uh, Akers take the majority of the, the the touches, snaps, all of it. That's what I'm projecting. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I think when they come out and, and, and announce the starter like that and they're like, yeah, this is our guy, you know, you, you're going to lean on that, especially doing it coming out as a rookie. Like you said, that was a great point in this crazy off season and, and getting that job straight out that that's impressive. Not easy to do. Not at all. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see, uh, you know, Cam makers and Henderson maybe be like an RB two RB three, both this year, just given that uh, the genius of, of Sean McVay there. Mm-hmm. You're saying combined or each of them? Well, you know, maybe Cam Akers as an R- top twenty-four, and then Henderson sneaks in there as a uh, you know top thirty-six. Hmm. Yeah, I, I could see that. I just I'm I'm expecting like a seventy-thirty role with mm-hmm. Akers having having the lead, and I I mean I I I am a homer. I just I I'm not really touching Henderson in a lot of leagues, man. It's just. I why would if they had something so great in Henderson, why would they trade away Gurley or uh, get rid of Gurley and then go draft Acres? Right. They obviously they obviously did it for a reason. So I really don't expect um, Henderson be, to be there. I mean, thirty percent is something that I, that's what I'm projecting for his uh, snap hand when touches this year. What if, uh, like Paul in the draft we're doing right now, he drafted Acres? You think you should he should supplement him with Henderson? 
Um, that draft is only 18 rounds. So, I mean, maybe, but I, I, I don't really, th- maybe in his last, I don't know. I just, I don't really have high hopes for Henderson this year. Um, I just, I, I lost confidence in him whenever they picked up Akers. I'm going to be honest. And he really didn't do much last year when we know from the looks of it that Gurley really wasn't doing to do much last year. Or he no, didn't I hear do you. much last year. I hear you there. It was, uh, it was strange to see the uh, early usage and workload for Gurley. It wasn't what we were used to. And then we, when when he started getting the uh, the carries and the, the volume that we're used to, we started to see the old Gurley. But it, it was a – it was weird to see um, how Gurley was used last year. I'll give you that. Yeah, it, it wasn't fun. It was just like, it's like, you know, it's like, I mean, you're being a coach and you know a kid's potential and they're just not even close. In this case, it was because of a knee injury, but still it just, it sucks. It's not fun to watch that when you're like, man, a year ago, you you each play, anything could have happened when Gurley had the ball in his hands. Now you're like, Please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. And that's not fun to be freaking saying every single week when you're watching your favorite team. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, my Nugget recently, Mike and I broke down every division in the NFL, and we broke down the NFC West. Uh, Mike had the Rams going nine and seven, and I can't lie. You know, I forgot we were supposed to actually predict the records that week. Uh, so I didn't have a prediction for the Rams myself. So I'll ask you, what, what is your record prediction for the Rams this season? I got them grabbing 10 wins this year, man. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I uh, I really do. There was a, a couple weeks where I'm not going to lie. There was so a couple of – I was looking through the schedule, and I was like, you know, there's these are two tough opponents, but I can feel they can grab one win out of these two. Mm-hmm. I, I just – I'm not going to be able to tell you which, which one it is going to be, but like I said, I just have so much faith in McVay and – from experience, I, I I would see my high school coach and how he would just – what he would do for the week going into a poem and how much prep work it would take. And I know McVeigh's – I we know McVeigh's doing the same exact thing. And I just – I I got 10 wins this year, and I think that's going to get him into the playoffs. I got bad news for you, Nug. What's up? <laughs> you are going to give us an answer because I'm about to ask you the uh, question. Rams and Cowboys play week one, Sunday night. How much are the Rams going to lose by? All right, all right. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a big homer, but I'm also very, very realistic. I know the Rams defense has some question marks, and I expect the Cowboys to be a top three offense this year. I mean, with the addition of Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott just gonna, hopefully going to be dominant as usual. Um, this is a huge test for the Rams this week. So I'm going to say it. Uh, I guess I'm on air saying it, but I do think the Cowboys win by seven. You're about to trip out when you find out what me and, uh, what me and uh, Paul picked. But let me just say, before we get into that, if the Rams pull off this win this week, the defense holds strong and we see a normal Rams offense, I will guarantee the Rams make the playoffs. That's oh. not a question. That is wow. not a question for me. If they pull off a win this week, they're making the playoffs for sure. That's, uh, that is also saying how much faith I have in the Cowboys this year. Not just saying that because I'm on your podcast, but I am 
so excited. I'll probably, if the Cowboys are what we are expecting them to be, I'll probably watch. They'll probably be my second most watched team this year because I definitely invested a lot of uh, shares of players in uh, in Cowboy players this year for my fantasy teams. High-powered well, no. offense, man. That's a good move. And I love it. It's that fast. I mean, I'm a big baseball fan, but what would you rather watch, a strikeout or a home run? Yeah. Come on, give me the home runs all day. They're they're big, they're loud, they're noisy, they're fun. Don't get me wrong, I love a good strikeout, but man, I was it was opening week of baseball, and um, the Oakland A's hit a grand walk off grand slam to win the game. That is so much fun. I just yeah, I'm a big offensive guy, even though I was a defensive back when I played. I, I love offense. So you're talking about the Oakland. Oakland Athletics, man, they uh, they hit, I believe, four grand slams in the series against my Texas Rangers there, Nug. No, that was the Padres. Oh, really? Wow, man. They're having yes. a, a nice grand slam tear this year, man. Oh, my goodness. They were on a roll. It was a lot of fun to uh, watch that. And it's funny that a 3-0 pitch is actually the, the that Tati's Jr. swung on was actually what started it all. Well, so I'm curious, are you a uh, Athletics fan, a Dodgers fan, a Padres fan? Who are you rooting for? No. Um, remember I said I, I stuck with the Rams, but I was always giving my dad a little hell when it comes to baseball. I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan. Oh, okay, cool. Wow. Kind, kind of a, a random team, but I'll tell you why. So my stepmom, whenever I was growing up, was a huge personal trainer. Health is very important, all that stuff. So I would go to, I'm not on camera, but quotation marks, my uncle's house, who I was very close with. And he would, we would watch, he's, he watched every single Cincinnati Reds game for years. And he would buy me a bucket of fried chicken and whatever ice cream I wanted. And we'd watch the Cincinnati Reds game. And it was just, it was just such a fun summer that I was like, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big baseball fan, but I'm not really committed to the team. I was 10 years old. I'm like, I am a Reds fan for the rest of my life now. Absolutely. So I've stuck man. with that since I've been 10 years old. And um, it's a cool little story to tell. Uh, they haven't done very well, but it's still fun to be a, a Reds fan. That's cool, man. You can't ever replace a tradition like that, man. Yeah, you exactly. really can't. Well, so, uh, you know – it's funny that you were t- when you were talking about your uh, predictions for week one, because uh, uh, initially when Mike and I broke down the Cowboys' schedule, Mike and I actually had the Rams beating the Cowboys in what we think was going to be a, a shootout, a close shootout. You know, but now the time has passed. I think the Cowboys are actually going to win a close one on the road. And so, oh. Nugget, I've got to ask you, what, what is your score prediction for the game? 27-34, Cowgirls. Cowgirls! <laughs> Drop it at least once, all right? I had to say it once. How original of you. Cowgirls. Thanks. I came up with that on my own. We can't even we can't even use the like lambs now instead of the rams yep. because we have lamb. So we're the lambs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What is what is you guys' score prediction? Let's hear it. Go ahead, Paul. What you got? Well, Mike, I think the Cowboys win 30-24. I see Zeke is going to have a big game, and I think we're going to see our boy CeeDee Lamb score his first career touchdown. And I think, actually, that CeeDee Lamb's touchdown is what's going to be the difference maker. I have Cowboys winning 30-24. How about you? 
I'm terrified of this game. You know, Mc, <laughs> you know, both you guys picked against something that's never happened. McVay's never started a week one without scoring 30 points. He, he's a killer. His brain is just on another level. And when he gets an off season yeah. to, you know, I, I was talking to this guy on, on Twitter about it and he was like, yeah, but he doesn't know our, our defense and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, but that's not how he works. He, he sets up plays off of what he was doing the season before to trick up your defense. So you think one thing's coming and another thing comes from it. And with the three wide sets, now the two tight end sets, I don't, I, I, I like our defense. Don't get me wrong, you know, and I, and I just am nervous about it, about our defense going up against Sean McVay in the first week. I think he's definitely going to put on 30 points. And uh, the other real worry I have is we've got Connor Williams coming off an injury. We've got Looney, who's, you know, he's a starter for us, but he's not our starter. That was Frederick. This is our backup here. And we're going against those three linemen I talked about earlier, including Donald. So the matchup scares me. Uh, the one thing that I, that I think Cowboys have an advantage on is maybe we can confuse Goff with the new defensive team sets. You know, they have no, uh, no looks at it at all. And I think if we get Goff to give up two turnovers, we win the game. But I picked Rams to win it. Rams are open in a new stadium. And uh, although, you know, if there was fans, it would have been 70% Cowboys fans. They actually got lucky they can't have fans in that stadium. You know, Cowboys would have came in droves to open that stadium up. But um, I, I still am going to stick. I'm sticking with Rams in a close one. I think it's going to be 33-30. Um, and uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're right, Paul. I hope it switches up. I hope you're right, <laughs> Nug. But I, I honestly am terrified of McVay. And um, and I, I think he's going to put up 30 points on us again. And, and we're going to put up points, but I don't know if we're going to match him. It's going to be a fun game. It is exciting because I can see it. That's what makes it so good is when you guys were like telling your scores, you could totally see that. Like I could see Dallas 33-30. It's a close enough game. Uh, and, and you know, we don't know. Mike McCarthy's nine and two off bye weeks. Maybe he'll be excellent with a whole off season to get ready too. But I know McVay is excellent. I know he's – I think he's 2-0. and oh. Uh, and in week ones, is this his third year or, or fourth year? I believe this is his fourth year. Okay. So I, the, the, yeah. first, the first year I would have to look up again, but I know he put like 37 and 34 or something like that. His first, his last two years uh, on week one, he beat Carolina and uh, the Raiders. And I know the competition, you think, well, neither of those are Dallas, but you don't know anything week one. People had us winning the Super Bowl last year. We went eight and eight. You know, Rams mm-hmm. were in the Super Bowl, didn't make the playoffs. So you just don't know going in. Exactly. You have no idea. And that's part of the reason why it makes fantasy football so frustrating, but so fun at the same time. I will say, I think both of our uh, our secondaries are definitely going to get tested. And I think that's kind of the uh, the weak link for the Cowboys. Thankfully, Trayvon Diggs has looked good in camp and, you know, uh, Anthony Brown is our is our veteran playmaker, and where it looks like we're making some moves there in our secondary out here in Dallas. But you know, Mike, I would agree. It's going to be a shootout, and 
I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams won. You know, Mc, Mc, you, you talk about McVay, and you can never count him out. It, it, it's going to be a, a fun, exciting game. There, there's no doubt about that. So let me ask you this then. I, I am I, I am a big homer, so is Jared Goff a must-start this week? Oh, that is how do we feel? Who's your how other, do we, who's your other quarterbacks? Um, I have multiple leagues with him in it, but the one I have most recently drafted would be um, I would have to choose between Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan. Oh, okay. So you start Stafford start plays the Bears. Three. That's yep. never fun. Exactly. And uh, Atlanta's got Seattle, I think. I would probably, I'd, I'd probably play Matt Ryan. There's no reason not to play him. It'd be a choice between: Do you think Matt Stafford does enough against the Bears? Uh, probably Goff is a better play, but you know he hasn't seen that defense. So does he? Does he get any turnovers? That has to be a worry. Does a new defense cause him problems at all? And you know, I I am a little worried about that. So we'll see what happens. I guess. At least Stafford knows the Bears. So, you know, he's he's familiar with them, even though they're good. Um, I would check what Stafford's done the last couple times playing them, especially mm-hmm. if he played them at all last year because, you know, no Fangio anymore. So it would be the Bears' new system. You can get a clear matchup of what he did against them last year. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to have to check that out. I just It's hard if I'm predicting such a high-scoring game to not go with him. Yeah, uh, I, I probably would. You know, I'll, yeah, I would start golf personally, but I can see you know having Matt Ryan. That's a very tempting option as well. Yeah, what is the over under on the game, the Rams game? Fifty two and a half. Ooh. Man, yeah, I, know I have I have all the uh, the the betting odds, but I don't have them down in front of me. That's a we don't have that on the show yet. <laughs> I do that on my own separate for Twitter. But, yeah, I have <laughs> that down, the, uh, the, the spreads of the games and the uh, overall 52. That would mean that uh, my prediction would be over. Um, Nugs would be, I don't know about Paul's, or 54. Yeah, I think all, all three of ours are picking the over on the, on the uh, Rams-Cowboys. And the Cowboys are two-and-a-half-point favorites, so – Wow. Yep. That's not a bad uh that's not a bad uh line because then you're saying that they'd be five and a half points at home and uh and then it, it, with it a neutral so two two and a half feels about right. I would I would say that. Yeah, I feel like that's that's right in the middle with they're looking where they where Vegas is looking to be. I'm not uh I'm not touching that game with a with a a <laughs> I'm not going near that. <laughs> Nugget, we'll do you see what happens? Do you, I know you play a lot of fantasy, but do you ever dabble into the gambling world, like betting on games, trying to hit on parlays or anything like that? Paul, I am a degenerate. <laughs> yes, of course I do. <laughs> Welcome uh, to the podcast, family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> One of my uh, things I want to do, you know what, actually, it did inspire from this movie I just watched recently. I'm trying to remember the name of it, but have you guys seen the 
where the Matthew McConaughey two can is, play this game, I believe, two or something can, like that. It's like two, two for something. It's something like that. Yeah. But um, oh, great freaking movie! I just watched it this weekend, and I'm actually gonna add a um, on my podcast. I'm doing for the Rams. I'm gonna be doing a uh, the Rams parlay of the week. Just a two a two leg parlay having to do with the Rams game. Just something I uh, am interested in makes make me do a little more homework on the Rams. A little different aspect to it because you know I want to I want to make sure this uh, every single Rams fan has something they enjoy that I'm Absolutely. putting out there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure. Going uh, through, I'm, I'm trying to to find it. It's two something, man. And I yeah, I, I really love that two for the money. Two for the money. For there the it money. is. Yeah, and Al Pacino, and it's really good. Oh, and Paul, if you have not watched that movie, I would definitely recommend watching it. Is that a newer movie Is that recently came no. out? Or a few no. years old, or it's a few years old. Yeah, it's him and Al Pacino, and it's uh, it's it, I don't think it's it, it might be a true story. I don't know if it's the exact name, but it's about a guy who blows up on his uh on his bet picks and he gets hired by al pacino to be on those remember those old tv shows where you went on and they were like i'm gonna win you this and this my record is such and such and such and uh you call in to me and i'll give you this and you made money the place made money by you calling them and you giving them their betting tips before you know they did it everywhere for free now and uh it's really interesting if you're into gambling it's an amazing story of uh of all that encompasses that type of thing and it's very it's very realistic might i just say it is i know uh in terms of gambling i think my probably my favorite movie um and that genre if you want to call it that would probably be rounders but you know i'm i'm interested in this movie all you guys are talking about rounders is all day rounders is not it's like shawshank redemption it comes down on it's hard to uh to flip over mm-hmm. there's another um really good one man i wish i could remember the name of it luck mississippi grinds uh what is it mississippi grinds no that is a good one uh, i but love it's, that one it's one about this poker tournament and it has all different type of people and uh this one guy acts like he's kind of a noob and doesn't know what he's doing and is lucky to be there, but he's actually really skilled. And, uh, and, and a kid, who, it's a comedy, and who kid, a kid who's kind of an autistic player picks up on it that, no, no, you're really good. That's a percentage-wise, that's a great play. You know what you're doing. I wish I, it's lucky something. My, my little brother would know it. We watch it all the time, and it's – um. It's a really funny movie that's a that's encompasses poker playing in a poker tournament. Interesting, man. I love I love uh, poker movies or just any anything about gambling. Those are I always find those really interesting. Lucky who? Lucky you? Man, I can't. I I honestly can't remember it. It's it's lucky something. And the thing that stinks is I would look it up, but I can't remember the guy's name even because it's it's very. You know the guy's like, oh yeah, that guy, but you don't know this. He's not a star, and um, yeah. one of them is the guy that does the I don't know. He's really funny, a little bit heavier <laughs> set guy, and I and I for the love, like he he's the name that's Bing Bong. He's Bing Bong's name. 
in uh, Inside Out. Is it Eric ba- Bana? Uh, it is. Ooh, he. No, no, that's uh, that's that's a good one too. That's Lucky You. Yeah. Okay. That's Man, a good I thought, movie. This is bothering me that I can't find it. I am going to. I'm going to get it right now. I'm going to go to Inside Out. I'm going to find who plays Bing Bong. Right here. <laughs> His name is Richard Kind. I'm going to go to Richard Kind's page, which we are doing right now. We have time. Our our podcast normally goes like 90 minutes. Let's find the name of this movie. And yeah, gonna... we now I have to find it. Oh, it's on me. I'm like I'm like Nug trying to get the fantasy show's name right here. Hey, hey, hey! It's all on me. <laughs> no, it's not Big Mouth. I know uh, I know it. If I the Grant, a serious man. man. He, is, he is. He seriously is in so many movies. Is it the Grant? That's it. Yes. That is the one. Nice. It's really funny, and it's it's a really interesting card movie. Now, I gave away that that guy's kind of a you know I gave away something from it because that's kind of a thing. He's you you pick up on it if you're a gambler. You you get that like no, this guy knows what he's doing, especially if you play cards. But that's kind of a thing in the movie that you know that's kind of supposed to be a surprise. I still have not gotten to the movie, but that is the name of it. I remember. Got it. I highly recommend watching it. The Grand. That's it. I'm gonna have to look it up then. The Grand with the yeah, D. And it's um, it's called The Grand. It has Woody Harrelson's in it. How did I forget that? But it has uh, Chris Parnell plays the kind of like uh, smart, a little autistic type. David Cross plays his typical jerk character. Uh, Dennis Farina is in it, and he's really good. It just has a good cast of people. You're like, oh, I know all these people, you know, that type of thing. And um, and Woody Harrelson's the biggest star. I should have remembered him. That would have made it a lot easier. But it's really good. Sorry, we got into gambling. The Gambling Podcast. <laughs> I can even get us off track when we when we have a guest. See, Paul? what i do you're always up to no good mike i am i did contribute to that so i can't take yeah. it all you, on you you set that in motion mm-hmm. you did. i'll admit it i'm a degenerate and i love it i miss it I, I miss gambling a lot i'm not gonna lie and it, and it hurt not to be able to like jump in a bunch of the leagues with you guys you know just because and we get it. We understand. I'm curious, Mike. What what is the uh, the weirdest thing that you've ever bet on or gambled on? Oh man, dang, that's crazy. Okay, there. Hmm. There's a lot of like side prop bets that I wasn't much into. I tried to make I tried to make gambling not a gamble. Does that does mm-hmm. that make sense? So I didn't yeah. want to do anything that I didn't feel like I could control um, the odds of it in my mind. So if it's like, what's the coin flip going to be? That wasn't me because I couldn't break down a coin flip mm-hmm. or I could break down anything else. So I wish there was more, there was more like, oh, a jersey color or who scored the first touchdown but my, I 
did my bets towards either straight picks, um, points, you know, if I thought I could, if I thought I had a good idea on, on a travel schedule or somebody was over, um, you know, looking, a uh, uh, teams, you know, how they moved around and the point spread was too high. That was more my thing. When I, when I did, when I played pool, when I gambled on, when I was playing pool, you could do, uh, you could do bets on specific like balls that you would knock in in order. And I would do that uh, occasionally, but minus that I, um, I really wasn't one for like prop type bets. That was never my thing. Nugget, how about uh, you? You ever bet on anything weird? Like, you know, marble racing or, you know, who's when the, uh, the best dog, like what is it? The greatest dog show, you know, you ever vote for the winner of that or anything just odd like that? Um, I was betting on simulated NFL games this year. <laughs> I was betting on Madden streams. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Wow. So what they do is they just do computer versus computer and just put that shit on YouTube and you have people watching it, man. What was that like? I was a blast. There was no, it was, this was during like when the quarantine was at its peak. Right. There was no sports on. Uh, we were at home freaking five days a week without leaving the house, even go get groceries. Like it was pretty intense here in California. So it was like, we didn't really leave a lot. So I kept myself busy watching uh, uh, Sin Games. Oh, that's that'd funny, be a man. worse word for degenerate because I'm a degenerate. <laughs> that the whatever level is that? <laughs> oh my lord! Uh, it was fun. All right. Well, you got to keep yourself entertained, man. Especially at peak quarantine, man, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, quarantine's been crazy. California's been locked up. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, as we're wrapping things up, in honor of week one, I'm curious. I know, Nug, you, you mentioned a bit of a tradition there with your uncle for the uh, Cincinnati Reds game. But I'm curious, you know, on Sundays, after you've set your lineup, maybe you've you've done your checks on Twitter to, you know, make sure there's no injuries or, or last-minute scratches. It, what is your – what's your Sunday, your week one tradition? Do you uh, – you know, do you do you fire up the grills or like do you have a a certain spread that you like to have for week one? What what's your week one tradition? I don't really have a big week one tradition. My, I guess my tradition was making sure everything is done mm-hmm. beforehand, like up till like nine forty five, nine fifty. I'm making sure um, I don't have anything I have to worry about at all. So I can right. just watch the game and not have to worry about it. Because as much as I like football, I'm very uh, motivated for my real estate team. And I do a lot of stuff of that. So I'm making sure that I have at least four four to six hours of time where I can just sit and just binge the games. And I guess that's I guess that would be my tradition then. No, uh, excuse me. Mike, how about you? What are you uh... – what are you doing week one? I uh, I know you recently bought a jersey, but you know, do you have do you have a week one tradition or like a uh, every Sunday tradition that you that you live kind of live by during the NFL season? Oh oh boy, okay. So I'm gonna scare people off. I swear to God, I, <laughs> I'm pretty superstitious when it comes to that. As you guys know, 
when I miss when I miss Dallas games for to go to Disneyland, we always mm-hmm. lose. You right. know, and I and I I tell you guys straight up, it's happening. Well, there's certain things. One is ninety percent of the time we order pizza almost every week because I don't want to cook. I don't. I, I'm so crazy. I used to tell my work that I I'm not a religious person. I used to tell my work that I go to church every Sunday because I, so I can't work <laughs> so that I can stay home and watch football, which is just terrible. It's just awful. Like I feel so bad about that. I did. I do the same thing. Don't worry. Oh, good. All right. Well, God, that doesn't say anything. You bet on simulating. Yeah. You're a I feel worse about myself. Oh, <laughs> uh, but we're going to, we're going to order pizza. Everyone, literally everyone that lives here knows, and this includes my father because he's a Bears fan. You cannot come in my room if you are not a Dallas fan. Mitchell, oh, wow. Not, do not enter my room. Do not. Mitchell, Dallas fan. Kevin Fowler, his best friend, my kind of little brother, basically, Dallas fan. Anyone else, don't come. Don't. You will put me in a foul mood. Don't knock. Don't. <laughs> you, are, you are jinxing the juju of the team. Now, if we're getting our butts kicked or losing or something, maybe I want to switch something up. I'll, I'll say like, hey, somebody wants to come in or whatever. Otherwise, watch football. I pay for my, my whole thing with DirecTV is I pay to get every game. Watch all those other games in there or watch it in the <laughs> house. Just don't come bother me during the game. So pizza so I don't have to cook. Stay the hell out of my room unless you're a Dallas fan. And um, that that's pretty much it. I try to make sure – I sit and watch football. I do nothing. I sit and watch football all day. I have to be careful with my sugars because I won't eat. I don't even care about Dallas game, especially week one. I love Dallas Sunday night because I want all-day football, and then I get Dallas. So I'm, I'm just pumped for it. I'm ready. I know you can hear it in the voice. I'm ready. Absolutely. Well, so Mike, you mentioned something. You mentioned pizza. Is there a place that you you like to order from regularly? And what is your what is your one one pizza? As far as toppings go, Mountain Mike's is so good. They they're expensive. Don't get me wrong. You know, you get what you paid for. And I love Little Caesars, and I love to make my own pizza. So I'm no picky. I'll go to Little Caesars if I'm broke. But you're telling me we have money. We get Mountain Mike's. Man, that's tough. If I'm going to Mountain Mike's, my favorite pizza is probably pepperoni, sausage, and salami. Just favorite pizza in general, hot Italian sausage, marinara, provolone and mozzarella cheese with uh, with basil topping after it's baked. That is like chef's oh. kids. Yeah. And Nugget, how about you? What's your 1-1 one, one pizza? Nothing that crazy. But Hawaiian, man, pineapple belongs on pizza, and I will say that till I die. Just Hawaiian and Canadian bacon is uh, perfect for me. I'm going to give you on Hawaiian. And okay. And only on Hawaiian. Uh, it has to have some kind of pork with it. If pineapple's on the pizza, it must be paired with pork. If it has bacon, Canadian bacon, uh, uh, pepperoni, or, uh, or salami, pineapple belongs but don't be just putting cheese and pineapple i no 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 i said canadian bacon you yes. know you gotta listen to me all right canadian <laughs> bacon, sure. so nugget i'm curious have you ever had it though you have the hawaiian but then you you uh take a walk on the wild side and add some jalapeno to it as well you know i am not a big spicy guy when mm, i uh sure. 
I had friends that used to mess around and say I used to think ketchup was spicy, which was not true. <laughs> which was not true. I'm going to say that. It was not true at all. But, you know, over the last – it's funny how they say your, your taste buds change. Over the last two years, I've been really finding myself – there's two things that have dramatically changed for me. I drink some coffee now. I'm more of the lines on espresso with some, like, sugar in it, just, like – whether it's like a white chocolate mocha um, or if it's caramel or whatever I got to do to make it taste decent. Um, and I've been having some spicy stuff. Like um, it all started with, uh, I don't know if you guys are big on pho. It all started oh, with oh, yeah. Some, oh, oh, yeah. It all started with putting some, oh, what do they usually have there? It's not tapatio. It's um, sriracha. sriracha in my pho. Mm. I, was, I, was, I was mean hungover one day. So I put some of that, and now like my uh, my girl made me a breakfast beer the other day. I was like, "Hey, babe, go get the tapatio." Like I'm I'm feeling some of that today, and sure enough, I mean I I enjoyed it. So it's something that I'm. Those two things are getting better for me, but I can't do jalapenos yet. I'm I, not there I, yet. I, I, I got you. you. If you put sriracha on your pineapple Canadian bacon pizza, it will take it to another level. It is. It's oh, just. You got to trust me on this. This is what I do, man. Pineapple, okay. whatever pork product you want. And just, you don't need a lot. Just a drizzle of sriracha to go with the sweet of the pineapple. It is chef's kiss. It's so good. Mwah. Okay. I'm going to have to try that next time I have pineapple pizza then. Yeah. So you I'm... eat pho, but you don't. It's so weird to have Because people normally won't give pho a chance because NS seed and it has weird. But no, um. No jalapenos, but pho. That's that's interesting. That's that's a hungover, huh? Hungover food I, is pho. Well, absolutely. Any time, but oh, oh, it's the best hungover. Yeah, that'll that'll cure your hangover real quick. I, I'm curious though, guys. Do you do you still? Um, you know, I guess you might not nug, but do you guys still like to put the uh, grated Parmesan cheese and the and the little red crushed peppers on your pizza as well? They're, they're packaged stuff? No. I'll pull out my, my Parmesan <laughs> wedge. I keep a wedge. <laughs> Always. There is never not a Parmesan Reggiano wedge in my fridge. And I will right. pull that out on any pizza and shave over the top. And, and I do Calabrian chilies, not red pepper flakes, but we keep a little thing of Calabrian chilies in our, uh, in our fridge. And you put that over. It's the same effect, a different kind of, um, unique spiciness to it that i like uh but that's what i like parmesan and, and calabrian chilies uh, you know, i've never I'm had a Calab- to agree oh, you go you go paul no i was just gonna say i've never had a calabrian chili i'll have to try that it's an east coast thing more and and maybe a little south we you have to go to like you can't get it at a store on the west coast you got to go to like williams sonoma you know where they sell the pans and stuff and in that place, you'll find Calabrian chilies. Isn't that weird? Wow. That's really weird. Yeah. It's, it's not at, like I can't go to Food Max or Walmart and get it in California. Not, not, or not in the Valley, I should say. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, Nugget, what were you going to say? Right. Well, I was just going to say I'm uh, on Mike's team about that uh, fresh Parmesan. Um, my, my girlfriend turned me on to that. And, oh, it just changes the game. I was that total, like, you know, that green, like, 
can not can it's on a can it's in a plastic container of yeah. on you can get yeah. uh, that, that was me i was i was in college i was putting out on everything i could eat but man that fresh stuff just changes the game it is so much bigger. <laughs> you know what hey she is i'm just gonna clip that out please send me that clip so i can send it to her and wow. uh yeah exactly that I'll, I'll, I know we're coming to an end here, but I'll tell you guys something that it's, it's going to, I understand that it's going to trip you out and you're not going to want to do it, but I promise you, if you try this, I just trust me, you take your cold pizza, preferably something with meat or just cheese. Like I wouldn't do the pineapple one, but if you have like a pepperoni pizza, get raspberry jam or make your own if you do that and sriracha and just put, take it reheat it a little bit or eat it cold with with uh after you reheat it you put a little bit of raspberry jam a little bit of hot sauce on it and i'm telling you it it's insanity whoa yeah some i'll go ahead i'm sorry mike no no i just gonna say i know it sounds weird but you gotta trust me on it i know one thing i like to do when if i have a leftover slice of pizza the next day i'll uh i'll take it out of the fridge and uh cut it up put it in a skillet with some butter and kind of cook it up and crisp it up a little bit and then add an egg and have like a little pizza, pizza eggs or a pizza omelet, whatever you want to call it. If you haven't tried that, I'd highly suggest that. Hell yes. See, here's the pocket. Well, you guys have an ATB one. We each have our own sports one. Now we're going to get together. We get Daniel's girl on too, because she's got to help. (laughs) And we do the food podcast. That's the idea. There you go. The ATB food show. Yeah. We we corrupted like it. we corrupted Daniel. He's listening like okay, they do a Cowboys podcast. You know, I can get an idea going into the Rams one. We spent the half half the time on food at the beginning and the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, guys, as we're wrapping things up, you know, Nug, we appreciate you joining on this, joining us this week and being our first ever guest. And of course, we enjoyed the discussion and the insight. But before you get out of here, just remind everyone where we can find you at on Twitter. So my Twitter handle is Nuggy underscore Wuggy. Um, I'm always able to answer, reach out if you have any questions about how the Rams are going to beat the Cowgirls this week. All right. I changed my <laughs> prediction. I changed my prediction. I convinced him. Yes, they're putting up 30 points, and the Cowboy are putting up 29. And you know what? It's a W for the Rams. Woo. Okay. Glad I got that out. Fired up Nuggy is the best Nuggy. But, Mike, just remind everybody where we can find you at on Twitter. I'm going to do that. I just want to say – Nuggy, thanks for breaking that. We didn't know that was going to happen. Like like always, we don't talk about this stuff. I'm really excited for your pod, man. And um, you've helped me immensely in the fantasy game. Paul is great in fantasy. I always tag him as my, as my go-to in fantasy. Um, you are equally as important. I've learned so many strategies from the way you do different stuff on your podcast uh, uh, with Paul and with Bo. And I just appreciate it, man. And I appreciate you coming on. And uh, I hope that you guys die like dogs Sunday. But I appreciate <laughs> you coming on, man. God damn. I'm gonna, <laughs> hey, I, you know what? When the Rams are winning, I'm just going to keep on texting you just because I know how I, mad of a mood oh, you're going to get in Oh, now. no, no, no. There, there is none of – I do not look at my – you know how I don't let people in? My best friend, Muhammad, knows don't ever – don't even text me if we're up 21 – 
and you text like you guys got this and we lose, I won't talk to him. <laughs> he knows, man. It, you you do not mess with me. So I won't even I'll look over during the game and, and if I see a text, I go store that in my head that I have to kill that guy after the game and then I don't look <laughs> at it until the game ends. Actually, you know what? I have a better idea. I'm going to buy some commercial time. I just need five seconds. And it's going to be a picture of me. It's going to say, go Rams. That's all I need. Five seconds just so you can see it. Oh, God. I can't believe I'm picking the Rams to beat us. I hope you your ass. At CD Piglet. At CD Piglet is the tag name. Sorry I get us off track yet again. Man, Mike, I still can't believe you're, you're now picking the Rams still. I, that is uh, very surprising to me, but I can't fault you at all for it. But again, McVay guys, thank you. scares me. I'm What's not going to lie about it. Mc, McVay scares me. I'm not going to lie. He's, he is an elite coach. Oh, yeah, there's no there's no doubting that. Absolutely. I think it's uh, – when we talked about it, I think you had Shanahan and then McVay in that order. Is that right? Yes. That's – yeah. Shanahan and McVay are just – they're, they're on another – of course, Bill, but I'm talking offensively. They're just on another level. Right. Now, I, I have to agree with you. You know, hopefully Kellen Moore is going to be number three this year. Yes. Let's go. Well, guys, I appreciate you joining us this week. Again, Nug, thank you for joining us and being our first ever guest. And you can find Mike at CD Piglet. And, again, I am Paul Ryan, and you can find me at Paul underscore Ryan 15. Thank you guys for joining us and we will see you next week.